Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrow, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Dusky Estes, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Dusky is a celebrity chef with the Food Network. She is a restaurateur and a farmer. Dusky, I am so honored to have you not only featured in the book, but sitting down with us today. Let's, let's get to know you a little bit better. So you are a California girl. You grew up or, or were born, you were born in Southern California and you quickly came north. Yeah, when I was four years old, my parents moved from La Jolla in, near San Diego uh, in Southern California to San Francisco. So I, from the time that I was four until I was 17, I lived in San Francisco. So how was it growing up in the city? San Francisco is an amazing place. Uh, I had the opportunity when I was growing up, my parents were divorced and the way I saw my father every week was to go out to dinner in a different restaurant in San Francisco. How much fun is that? Uh, So that very (laughs) much formed me. Obviously, that's where that time period was when chefs began putting farmers' names on menus. And so I fell in love with all things restaurant. Okay. So that kind of laid the groundwork for your career. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did lay the groundwork for love of food and a, and a love of a party. Like, I love being a place where people come together to talk and enjoy each other and have fun. That's, that's a kind of good job. <laughs> if everyone around you is happy, then you're happy too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've, I've got to believe that everyone that meets you is happy and having fun. <laughs> that's the goal. We try for that every day. <laughs> we um, hope people will let us. If they're not having fun when they meet you and taste your food, there's something wrong with them. Well, thank you. And we're going to talk. Can about you go on to the Yelp? <laughs> Everybody should go to Yelp and rave about you and your food. And we're going to talk about all of that in just a few minutes. But um, tell me, when did you leave San Francisco and head up to Sonoma County? So uh, when I got out of high school, I went east for a, uh, about ten years, uh, and I worked in. A, I went to college. I went to Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. And then I stayed on the East Coast working in restaurants for a little while, uh, intending to go to law school. Wow. And I ended up uh, in Seattle uh, with a nonprofit job that I got from Washington, D.C. when I was on the East Coast. I worked for a nonprofit called Share Our Strength, which is a national nonprofit that works on hunger prevention and relief. And they had started a direct service program where instead of chefs doing the big fundraiser, the chefs actually taught cooking classes to folks on uh, food stamps on how to cook nutritious meals on the food stamp budget. And uh, so I ran that program in Washington, D.C., trained 10 other people to create programs in other cities, and then moved to Seattle, Washington with that program and met Tom Douglas, who has many restaurants in Seattle, and ended up leaving SOS and becoming a chef for Tom Douglas. All of this was when I was intending to go to law school. And uh, (laughs) I got into law school, and Tom Douglas offered me a chef position at his restaurant, Palace Kitchen. 
And uh, that was a big decision of whether to go to school or whether to take the chef job. And I took the chef job. And so the law degree was history. <laughs> so so it's, it's all because of him that you're a chef. All because of Tom Douglas. Yep. Yes. Yep. Tom is responsible for your career. It's all his fault. I know. Do your, par- do your parents, at that time, were your parents uh, disappointed that you didn't follow the law path? Uh, I don't, I think that we can all agree I would have been a lousy lawyer. Uh, I really care about things being fair and right. And I think in law, you know, 50% of the time, it's not the way it should be sometimes. <laughs> so you, you just, I, and I think I would have been miserable. Uh, so I have much more fun being in control of uh, trying to make people happy and having a happy crew and purchasing ethically, which is a, the big cornerstone of what we do. Right. That's a, such a different career path, <laughs> law to food. But, um, but Tom obviously um, provides you a great opportunity and eventually... So then uh, from Seattle, basically I met my husband in, in Seattle working for Tom. He too worked for Tom and he was Wait, from so I have to ask, New did York. Tom, did Tom introduce you to your husband? Uh, well, Tom hired both of us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yes, uh, John and I met cooking on a line in Seattle at Edda's Seafood, which is a seafood restaurant in the Pike Place Market. And we, we got married actually in uh, Calistoga at a place called Hans Faden and John kind of fell in love with this place and uh so when we got pregnant with our first child my mom called me uh and she said this restaurant uh that you guys went to during your wedding is for sale uh do you guys want to buy it so we ended up buying a spot about 10 minutes from where we are right now uh which was the first Zazu for 12 years and um we did that with we moved down here uh with a basically a three-month-old baby and both moved opened a restaurant and had our first child and then our second child shortly behind that so it was a wild couple of years but um then coming on five years ago we moved to this location right here in the barlow in sebastopol which is a maker's village uh it's 12 acres that's all edibly forageable landscaping and a bunch of makers. There are two breweries, uh, three, three wineries that make here, plus two tasting rooms, a bread bakery, a coffee roaster, we make bacon, uh, a soap maker, a distillery. And I think I think Spirit Works may be joining us in the in the book. Aren't they in the book too? They are. <laughs> Lauren Patz. Yeah. The distiller. But so, we're, it, yeah. this conversation is all about you. <laughs> so let's get back to your personal life. You know, I know you're a hard worker and you've got a family and that's a lot to juggle. But when you have free time. <laughs> yeah. I like to laugh at that one. When I have free time. What do you do? Uh, I like to hang out with my kids, doing whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, Both my kids are busy, much like their parents. Right. So our older daughter, Bridie, plays upright bass in the youth orchestra in Santa Rosa. Right. And she's a swimmer for the Neptunes, so she swims 40 miles a week, uh, eight practices a week, three hours of practice. She is in the water all the time, and that's that's before meets. So I like to go to her swim meets when she lets me, although she doesn't like me to yell, 
which is hard for me because I really yell loudly for her. Uh, go, Bridie, go. And then uh, Mackenzie, our younger daughter, uh, is also crazy busy. Uh, she is on three varsity sports. She also does debate. Um, and I love to see her perform. Like, she's amazing. That's cool. <laughs> but you're a foodie, right? Yes. Yes, you're a diehard foodie. <laughs> so, and we're in wine country. So I've got to ask, what do you like to drink at home? <laughs> I always love bubbles. A uh, big fan of anything sparkling. Uh, so most often we have Iron Horse in our glass, which is five minutes from our home. And they're actually coming into dinner tonight. So uh, I love Iron Horse. And uh, supposedly this year they're doing something for the Chinese New Year, which is uh, the year of the pig. Oh, And wow. their label is going to have our bacon on it. I'm Very so cool. excited. That's <laughs> awesome. Yes. And unique, for sure. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'll be drinking that all year. All year. <laughs> <laughs> to mark the holiday, right? <laughs> um, so what is your entertainment style? Uh, you mean um, at home? Yeah. Oh, our entertainment style is uh, John does the cooking, and I uh, tend to float in the pool. <laughs> and what you're waited on, right? Exactly. The pool boy comes by and brings me a drink. Uh, I love cocktails, which uh, you can come to Zazu anytime and have some of our amazing craft cocktails uh, that are always, you know, seasonal, just like the food. So one of my favorites right now is a lemon verbena gimlet with cucumber in it. So we grow the cucumber, we grow the lemon verbena, and it happens to have the gin from our neighbor uh, at Spiritworks. So you can't get better things on ice, let me tell you. Well, I know. <laughs> Everything that you have here is of the highest quality, right? <laughs> Well, the, the thing that we're so excited about, about being chefs in Sonoma County, is the proximity to source. Basically, we know the face behind all of our ingredients and all of our beverages. And that's, it's fun to tell the story of other people. You know, I, I actually am better at promoting others than myself, I think. And so I just love telling the stories about all the makers that we have in Sonoma County. I am so proud to live here. Uh, I had an opportunity last year to go to New York for a Food Network thing. And uh, I took advantage of the fact that Food Network had flown me east and was putting me up. And I walked around with our bacon distributor in New York to try to hawk some bacon. Right. And... Um, so we were walking around from account to account, and he said, uh, well, what do you think of New York? And I looked at him, and I said, honestly, do you want my honest opinion? And he was like, yeah, 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 because obviously he lives there. That's his place. He's crazy excited about living there. Right. Uh, clearly, I don't live there. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I'm walking around in my cowboy boots, you know, and I said, really, you really want to hear what I think of this place? And as, I wa as we walked around together, you know, you... You can get everything you could ever desire within a half block walk in New York City, whether it be any ethnic food, any ingredient. Like, you do not have to wait. Patience is not necessary. Uh, you don't have to wait two days for Amazon to ship something. You don't have to drive anywhere, which from my home in Forestville, the starting, like the shortest distance I will go to get something is a half hour. But so anything you want to do is at least an hour round trip. Uh, but so the when answer to his question, the answer to his question is when he said, what do you think of New York? I said, you all are, are a bunch of consumers and we're a bunch of makers. Oh, that's and, uh, 
we obviously the makers need the consumers so i'm grateful for them <laughs> right you but need them, right. but my people are the makers for sure i feel much more com- comfortable with all the winemakers here and all the farmers here so i love it here okay but you had a good time <laughs> i right? had a great time <laughs> i like i love new york and i think there's definitely um there yeah, are a lot to offer the theater and the ho- during the holidays. The oh, and all the museums and are yes. incredible and all the diversity right. that is so accepted. Uh, it's, it's very alive. But I'm not sure I would want to <laughs> live there either. I think we live in heaven. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Wine country is just a spectacular place. Thirsty for more on today's interview? Pre-purchase our soon-to-be-released book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County, and $10 will be donated to the Sonoma County Community Foundation Resilience Fund. So let's talk about your career, because you've had a really fascinating one, for sure. But before we talk about all the juicy stuff, tell me, what was the first paying job you ever had? Do you remember? Uh, I do remember. I worked in a frozen yogurt shop in... uh, in Stanford Shopping Center in Palo Alto. Uh, yeah, I worked in a frozen yogurt shop one summer. And then my second job was being a photographer at an uh, amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio. Wow. <laughs> okay. I swear, you are very diversified. <laughs> Between those two and um, a law degree and a chef. I mean, you've got me all o- guessing about everything. ADHD here. does you well. <laughs> Once Tom changed your life forever and you went down the path of becoming a chef, how did the Food Network discover you? Tell us about that experience because it's certainly a life-changing one. Oh, yeah. It's been a game changer. I'm crazy grateful to Food Network. They, I would say maybe a quarter of my diners each night come to us because they've seen me on TV, which uh, so I... I couldn't be more grateful to them for making that so. Uh, and how they found us is, uh, I think actually, this or is found kind of, you. They found you. Yeah. Well, thank you're you. You're amazing. <laughs> they were. I think some. You know, they were headhunting to trying to find women chefs, of which there are a few of us, sadly. Right. Uh, and there are a few of us, I think, because it's very hard to have family, and so. Um, basically, they did a search to try to find women. So somebody was headhunting, and. Triple A magazine had described me in some article they wrote about us as a culinary lioness. And so somehow in whatever searches they were doing, they picked up on that. They called me up, flew me to L.A. for a interview and asked me uh, in the interview. It was really funny. I thought it was going really, really well because I was engaged and engaging. Um, And then they asked me a question, which was... uh, why do you want to be the next Iron Chef? Because it, it was a test for a show called Next Iron Chef, which is now Iron Chef Gauntlet. Um, and I didn't have a TV. And uh, no. I haven't had a TV in my home now for 18 years, ever since we had our child. So I had never seen Iron Chef uh, th- I mean, this is a long, this is 11 years ago or, so, right. or something. But, uh, and I had tried to see it before I was being flown to LA for, um, for the test, the screen test. And at the time, Food Network had controlled their product so tightly that 
like you couldn't see any of these shows unless you were in season. There wasn't Hulu and YouTube and all these ways to see shows. So if you weren't in season, you couldn't see a show. So all I could see on anything I searched was like chefs walking in and smoke, but I couldn't see any meat of that's a pun, actually. <laughs> Unintentional pun. But I couldn't see any meat of the contest, so I didn't really know what Iron Chef was. Oh, my goodness. And so, to me, when I, when I interview a potential employee, one of the questions I ask them is, why do you want to work at Zazu? And if they can't answer the question and they don't know anything about Zazu, to me, that's not somebody I'm going to hire. Right. Uh, you better know what you want and why you're here. And so, when they asked me, why do you want to be the next Iron Chef? And I was like, um... And I didn't have a good answer. My answer was, uh, I don't know, but I'm really competitive and I like to win. Uh, I, I guess that that was enough because that is true. I'm very competitive and I do like to win. Uh, but I didn't know what I was trying to win. And so then once I was on the show and I had signed, you know, the 70 page legal document where you give your life to Food Away. Network, right. <laughs> uh, then I felt like I could admit to them that I'd never seen the show and I asked them to send me a DVD so I could watch it on my computer. So my kids and I put it into the computer. I think you can't even put them into the computer anymore, but in the old days you could put a DVD right. in the computer. So I put the DVD into the computer and pressed play and it was the first season where Tracy Desjardins, who is an amazing woman chef out of San Francisco and somebody who is a dear friend of mine now, but also somebody who I've admired for forever, thinking she's the most badass woman chef there is. Right. Um, so uh, it was first season, first episode, and she got cut. And uh, she got cut and sent home because she couldn't make a good dessert out of trout roe. And I, I was like, okay, she, she can do everything. If she can't do this show, I can't do this show. And who in their wide world could make a good dessert from Trout Row? Nobody. So I, 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 I of course, wanted to get out of it, uh, but I couldn't because of the damn legal document. Right, you signed all the papers. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, and the rest is history. Um, they've always been really kind to me. Uh, you know, they film you for 12 to 16 hours a day uh, for... You know, depending on how long you stay. The first time I was there for six weeks, so they had a lot of material. Um, and they uh, edited, they edit how they see fit. And right. I was a lucky one. I was edited to be an angel, which I know I am not always. Uh, I gave them plenty of non-angel material, and all they showed was angelic dusky. So wow. I'm grateful. <laughs> well, I mean... Dusky is amazing, and she is an angel, but she does have a great personality, and I think I'm surprised, actually. I'm just surprised. I'm speechless. I'm surprised, because I'm sure you did give them a lot of good material <laughs> that would have been entertaining. Probably. Yeah, no, I was grateful yeah. that they hid some yeah. of my anger. Um, but, you know, so that was that was after you opened the restaurant here, right? That uh, that was after Zazu 1, but not after Zazu 2. Oh, okay. Okay. Which, we're in Zazu We're in two. Zazu 2. Okay. So let's talk about Zazu 2. We're in, in the restaurant. It's way cool. As you mentioned, it's in the Barlow here in Sebastopol. I love the crown. So do you play, pay homage to Food Network always? 
Uh, that's funny. The Crown is not for Food Network. Oh, what is the it's Crown for? <laughs> I I, <laughs> tell the story then, because you got the crown so, on the wrist, the tattoo. And yeah. I've seen the crown several places now. So, so. that's another fun story. Uh, I grew up and uh, oh. like all, I think, girls in, or not all girls in California, but many girls in California I do go through a rite of passage, I think, of being a vegetarian. So when I was 13, uh, I was in a cooking class with a bunch of other 13-year-old girls, and we were learning how to butcher a chicken, and we were doing it wrong, and I could hear all the bones cracking, and it really upset me, and then we got in a big food fight, and that was disgusting, and um, (laughs) (laughs) so I came home, and I announced uh, very strongly that I was going to be a vegetarian, and my father, who loves meat, like there's nothing that makes him happier than cooking meat all day over fire. Uh, I said, I am now a vegetarian. I'm not going to eat meat anymore when we go out to dinner. Uh, and of course, I wanted to go to Greens, which was a big vegetarian restaurant in San Francisco. Right. But of course, he wanted to take me to every meat steakhouse with the meat in the glass counter that you walk through and you pick right. out your meat that's almost heart beating still on the way to the table. And uh, so... Uh, it was a, it was a test of the wills of who would be more stubborn, and uh, I can guarantee you that I was 23 years stubborn as a vegetarian, and now we raise animals and uh, we make our own bacon and we have a meat company. And what we're known for in the restaurant is our support of ethical meat, which is that we buy direct from farmer animals that are raised on pasture. We try to teach all of our cooks how to butcher so that they too can buy animals in whatever future restaurant they work in direct from farmer because it's the small farmer who's raising the animals right but they can't do the math equation of parts so you have to buy a whole animal so then you need to know how to butcher which the craft of butchery has gotten lost in the industrial food system so we're very invested in bringing that all back Uh, we got involved with this series of contests that are called uh, Koshan 555 which Uh, happen in 10 cities in the United States and so the winner from each of the 10 cities then is in something called the Grand Koshan, which is like the Pork Olympics. Uh, I currently am the only woman, this all started in 2010, I am the only female queen of pork. Uh, and it was a crazy journey to get there, but we, we won Napa as the only Sonoma County team, which was a miracle. Right. And then we won in Aspen at the Grand Cochon against the winner from LA, Chicago, New York, um, LA. Like it was, uh, and again, the only woman in the room and, and we took it. So we were A, shocked because we were the darkest horse for sure. No PR company. Uh, we came in t-shirts instead of white coats. Right. Uh, we didn't even have five cooks to bring with us. So we brought a plumber and a winery kid, uh, from Davis family vineyards, Cooper Davis. Sure. And, um, so John had said to one of our cooks when we were leaving to go to this competition, uh, he had said, if we win this thing, I'm going to get a crown tattoo because he's got a ton of tattoos. And that was, like, not going to happen. Uh, but then, of course, when we won and he was going to get the crown tattoo, I was even though I have no tattoos, I was like, well, if you're getting one now, I need to because we won this together. Right. So we both got crown tattoos. And then when we built New Zazu, we had a local artist build us this, th- this huge crown above the kitchen that is a light 
art fixture, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the pig over here with the crown, too. That, so that is the crown that we won, and that is one of uh, the pigs that we raise. So we raise a cross between a mule foot and a, and a red wattle. So it's a black-skinned pig that has wattles. And so we had that pig taxidermied, and he tells you how to get to the bathroom. I, know, I saw his little <laughs> hoof, hoof prints. I love the hoof prints. So you got to come here not only to see all of this that we just described, but the hoof prints too. Now let's talk about the most important thing, the food. What, is, what are some of the signature dishes here? What do you enjoy the most on your menu right now? So we are so seasonally connected, and the menu changes every single day, a couple things. Um, so some of my favorites, uh, we have pan-blistered shishitos right now. Uh, because peppers are in season and we just hit the the pan with a little bit of aged sherry vinegar and some marcona almonds and then we shave some uh bohemian creamery capriago cheese on top and bohemian creamery is about five minutes from here and that's a goat milk cheese that is aged and incredible uh so i love that right now uh our burger is always on and our burger is very special it's not like any other burger uh we make the bun in house we make the pickles and the relish in house we make our burger sauce that we call Burger Love out of uh, bacon fat. So it's a bacon fat aioli. Uh, then we grind the meat in-house with our bacon. So it's 10% our bacon and 90% beef from Stemple Creek, which is out on the coast. These are 100% grass-fed cows, so they are happy their whole life through, and we're doing the right thing by the animal and the environment. But we fix the lack of fat that comes on grass-fed meat meat by adding our bacon so uh you get and then we serve it with crispy onions and we serve it with chicharrones which is part of our it it sort of tells the story of our don't waste anything like respect the life given by using every part so the chicharron is the pig skin that we turn into crunchy chips that are ethereally light um and so and then we toss those in a little bit of malt vinegar so because i'm a big fan of uh vinegar salt and vinegar chips so it's basically our version of a salt and vinegar chip uh but a million times better okay so everybody's mouth is watering now and um they're all writing zazu on their (laughs) to-do list come on down and get a cocktail too absolutely (laughs) you won't be disappointed that's for sure uh, I know Tom, getting back to Tom, yeah. <laughs> who I have to meet, I feel like he's going to be the answer to this question, but maybe <laughs> not. I, was, I wanted to ask you, who has influenced your career the most, or who was your mentor? Because you have had a pretty yeah. amazing career so uh, far, and I'm sure there's a lot of great things ahead. Thank you. Uh, well, Eric Tanaka, who's Tom's executive chef, uh, was an incredible, and still is an incredible mentor, even though I left working for Tom uh, 17 years ago. Um, uh, I still talk to Eric Tanaka about twice a month and he gives me both business and personal and food and everything coaching still to this date. Uh, yeah, he's an amazing mentor and he's somebody who, uh, always kept his cool no matter what was going on and was always positive. Uh, and I love being surrounded by people who are always positive. So, um, Eric Tanaka is a great mentor of mine, uh, locally in Sonoma County, and he wouldn't even know that he was a mentor for me, uh, but a guy named Lou Preston, who has Preston Farm and Winery up in Healdsburg, he is uh, one of these 
can do everything kind of guys. Um, he has a, a vineyard. Uh, it's biodynamic. So one of the features of biodynamic farming is that you have to support diversity of agriculture. So he actually pulled up grapes to put in uh, diversity of agriculture. So he grows tons of produce. He also makes bread. He makes olive oil. He grows capers. Uh, he raises lamb, chickens. So to me, he is like He's always curious and always making the right choice by the environment. And he's a really good man and he's fun to be around. So uh, as a farmer, I, I look at him as an immense role model. Um, and uh, let's see, who are some more role models? I mean, I, in political activism, I have some uh, role models actually at the Beard Foundation in New York. Uh, there's a gentleman named Chris Moon and a woman named uh, Catherine Miller who have worked tirelessly to train chefs uh, to talk to politicians and media about changing food policy. And uh, their work it has an amazing multiplier effect. Uh, and they are really trying to change our food system, uh, tr you know, trying to save pasture-raised animals, uh, trying to save SNAP and the food stamp program. Uh, they just, they're amazing role models to get people to care about the impact on our plate. Briefly, what advice would you give a young woman who might want to become a chef? Oh, I love that because I have to tell you, for years I've been going to all these meetings trying to find advice, and I never feel like I can find it. Um, and then, so now here's my opportunity, right? <laughs> I'm like, what would I tell somebody? I mean, I would tell somebody, like, the, the, the things that have helped me, obviously, are grit and persistence and will, uh, which I hope I've given those things to my daughters for whatever career they choose, because right. it takes a damn lot of it, I think, to be a woman in any field. Um, so... Uh, certainly this career requires that. But I would also say don't miss your family because you can never get that time back. So it's really important to try to, I mean, I have a really hard time putting up boundaries, uh, but it's really important to figure out how you carve out time to be with your, whoever is your family. So how should they start out? Oh my gosh, that's the piece I, I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> You don't know. I don't know. Okay. I fight that's every for, day. That's I fight for, it every day. That's for part two. Yes. <laughs> part, because right now we're going to wrap things All up. All right. Thank you so um, much. But before we do, I like to finish on what I like to call five quick questions. So these are lighthearted questions. The idea is you do not think about the answers. Okay. Okay. Can you do it? I'll try. What's your favorite music group? Cake. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you look at her, your face is so funny. I love cake. No, music group. It's a music group. Oh, okay. I, have, that's, I didn't know the name of that group. Um, that's why the look. Okay. What's the last piece of candy you ate? M&M's. What's... I eat them almost every day. Okay. Where, where was your last vacation? Pig Beach in the Bahamas. What's your go-to karaoke song? I don't sing. I have an awful voice. <laughs> okay, and um, what's one bucket list item? Oh my gosh, and you want me not to have to think about it? Uh, going kayaking in Tofino. Okay, there you go. Those are five <laughs> quick questions. Dusky, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.